everybody, this is Amy Dascola. I'm a psychic medium, mentor, and you're listening to The Awakenings Podcast. More people than ever are tuning into our higher selves, noticing angel numbers, synchronicities, practicing meditation and breath work, experiencing ascension symptoms. Maybe you're curious about angels, spirit guides, past lives, manifesting, or even communicating with past loved ones. People just like you and I are finding themselves drawn to learn more, but don't know where to begin. You found your spot. Join us as I sit down with people just like you who have gone through a spiritual awakening as we discuss how this has shown up in their lives and how they've gone from surviving to thriving. And you can too. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to our guest this week. I am so excited to have her. Her name is Emily Bernard. She goes by the handle of Emily and her stars. She's a Colorado native and Emily realized at a young age, she was not like everyone else. While all the other children, you know, were playing with Barbies, she was experiencing strange sensations. And she later felt the need to turn all this creativity that stemmed inside of her into a career. But of course, at the end of each road was the same emptiness and that longing for that fulfillment of her creative desire that we've all kind of felt in our awakenings, too. But in 2017, after her dear grandmother died, she got an astrology reading and something that was kind of inspired by her grandmother. And after that reading, her life completely changed. And she's now an astrologist, an Akashic Records reader, and a medium. And listen, why I love Emily is because we just started, you know, connecting on the gram, honey. We, uh, we found each other that way and just like instantly we're like girl loving each other. And she has been such a love in my life and so helpful in, um, all my processes and even helped me to recreate and get back on the podcast wagon. So I'm so excited and it's been such a joy to host uh, Akashic group readings with her, something that we felt like hadn't been done and we're doing it together. So it's been such a joy and I'm so excited for you to meet her today. So hi, Emily. Oh my goodness. Hello, Amy. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. You know, I love you in all the same ways. <laughs> and yeah, the hearing you back in this format is so, so exciting. I am so excited to have you and just kind of hear about your awakening. So let's just get right into it. I want to ask you because you were kind of talking about, you know, as I was reading your bio, talking about that early kind of things that were coming through from spirit. So what is the earliest memory you have of spirit or connecting or maybe not knowing what it was? Wait, so this is but an interesting one for me. I have this memory of a dream that I had, and I must have been four, maybe five. And I remember spirit, something, it was glowing. It was 
white, maybe a little bit of green. I remember it carrying me down the stairs and it would always get to the landing and change its mind, but I was never scared. It was never a, um, I, it was never a feeling of panic or terror was comfort. And it was so vivid that I still remember it. I can remember the textures and the smells. And to me, I don't hardly remember what I ate for breakfast yesterday, but to remember a dream from, you know, over 40 years ago to me means it was something more magical. And I remember having it multiple times and just kind of it's sticking with me like that, that the whole thing was very different, had a different feel to anything else. And I remember as a kid, just being interested, intrigued by ghosts, intrigued by things that we couldn't see and having that feeling of being watched maybe, but no one being there. And so, yeah, I think I was just very attuned and sensitive at a young age. Oh, I love that. And I love how you pointed out, like, it wasn't scary. It was just something that you found comfort in. Mm -hmm. And that's such a big takeaway because I feel like so many of our listeners who maybe are tuning into an awakening are so afraid, you know, because it's something new and different. So I'm so glad, you know, when you landed as a child, it was like this comfortable, like secure, warm spot, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was. And I, even thinking back to like the parts of it that scared me as a child are probably the things that a lot of us are like, is there something under the bed? Is there something in the closet? And it's funny that it's those hidden spaces in the dark that we question, Mm -hmm. but it's because we don't understand. We know there's more, but we don't even have words or the understanding at that age to understand that there's just energy there, whether it's good, bad, nine times out of 10, it's good you know, it can be grandmothers or ancestors or people visiting you because you're a young child and you're so much more sensitive to things at that age. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. So was there a point where all of a sudden, like you couldn't turn it off and it was just a part of you? (laughs) Well, it's interesting from the time I was a child until I was probably in my mid thirties, I really didn't think I had anything in particular. I had heard footsteps, felt a cold breeze, you know, had a few ghost encounters. I grew up in a very um, small Victorian mining town. And so there were ghosts everywhere. (laughs) Somebody died in every building at some point, but I was of the belief that it wasn't for me. I wasn't Mm -hmm. special. I wasn't gifted this talent from birth. I, I couldn't hear people. I couldn't see people, mediumship spirit. None of that was for me. And I remember I had started, this was probably in the early two thousands when ancestry.com and those sorts of things really took off. And I loved it. I'm such a history fan in general. And I really loved researching my own family tree. And I had done quite a bit of work and had some friends that were getting interested in getting assistance with their own trees. And one of my friends had been in a really horrific car accident and she had survived. And I was helping her through some end of the 
end of the road issues with that. And she was researching her family. And I remember waking up one night and I wasn't in my own house. I was in um, my mom's house that night. And just this feeling of like, if you have a broken record in your head a little bit, just this repeating. And I just remember waking up like frustrated. It was like, is it a full moon? Why can't I sleep? What is going on? And I just kind of flopped around for a minute and thought, well, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And when I came back, I laid down and it was this overwhelming whoosh that came over me. And I described it as a whoosh because it felt like just a wave of energy. And at the foot of my bed, there was a shadow and I could see through it, but I could still see and feel that there was something there. And it was this, thank you. The spirit kept saying, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for talking to her. Thank you. Thank you for helping. Thank you. And I remember panicking (laughs) just enough. There's the panic. (laughs) But in a way of like, is this happening? Like what questioning myself, almost the panic was like, what, what am I, what's happening here? And I remember just saying, yeah, uh (laughs) uh-huh. I got real still kind of like, if I don't move, maybe it won't see me and just kept repeating. Yeah, sure. No problem. Uh Uh-huh. You're welcome. Yep. Okay. You can go now. (laughs) And looking back, what I find so interesting is that I laid there for a little bit, maybe 20, 30 minutes, which you would think after you see something standing at the foot of your bed, you would probably never sleep again in your life. But I actually fell back asleep. And I remember sleeping soundly. Mm -hmm. And in the morning, you think about it and you're like, okay, was that real? (laughs) All these things. And I ended up calling my girlfriend to ask her about just some more family connections. And she confirmed that she had had um, a grandfather who was a banker and he, this apparition at the foot of the bed, when I described him to her, sounded exactly like her grandfather, the boiler hat, the horn rim glasses, the skinny tie, dark jacket, white shirt. Um, and so at that point I thought, you know, I've always been interested in this my whole life. Why not see where it goes? And I, started researching, what does it even mean to be an empath? What is mediumship? All of these things. And I think of them almost like spirit crumbs. They, they kind of just unfolded in front of me as I decided to take my first steps on the journey. I feel like spirit put me where I needed to be after that. I love that. And again, like in that moment, just like when you were a kid, you landed in that comfort. And I think that's the biggest takeaway is like what we feel as mediums is we just feel that unbelievable, unconditional love. And people are always so worried about past loved ones. Are they safe? Are they secure? And really once they cross over, you know, there's no more ego. So all that's really left is all that beautiful energy. And that is just love. It's the love frequency. So it's so beautiful that you, you know, were able to tune into that and understand, you know, and not second guess yourself and have the courage to go and ask your friend and say, Hey, like, I need some validations here because (laughs) as mediums, we very much work on validations. So that, you know, helped to cement like, okay, 
wow, maybe I do have something here. So once you kind of went through that, where did that lead you paint that picture for us? Because as you said, there were lots of crumbs that, you know, spirit lays out, but then it manifests into something sometimes entirely different. Right. So I, I remember listening to podcasts. I started Mm -hmm. there. And I think one of the first ones I found was wine and spirits with Monica Tenkate. She was Monica, the medium on what was it? The freedom network or like it was, she was a medium in college and I had never watched her show, but I really enjoyed her podcast because to me, she was not so many mediums portrayed on television are older or didn't have a life outside of their mediumship. It was everything. And for me, I could relate to her in some ways. And so I enjoyed her podcast and I started researching online at that point. Cause it's not like you can go to the library and find a book, how to be a medium. <laughs> now you mean? can, but yeah, then now you couldn't, can. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and I found some PDFs online that I was able to download. Um, Amanda Lynette Minder, I think was one of the first ones I discovered. And, and it was like the mediums toolkit. And I remember her saying in there that you could play with the pressure in your ears, you know, ask yes Mm -hmm. and no questions and feel into your body. Is there a difference between yes and no? And I was getting my hair done and my hairdresser is in a very old building as well. And we were the only two in there at that moment. And I remember I had something on my processing and so I'm laying in the sink (laughs) (laughs) and I remember asking, okay, is there someone here for Judy and listening and getting a little bit of, yeah. And I was like, okay. And then is it male? Is it female? And you know, this is very, very early in my development. I hadn't taken any courses or anything. And I eventually got to this place where I said, you know, do you have an aunt in spirit? And funny enough, she, you know, she kind of went along with it. She wasn't freaked out by me asking any of these things and come to find out she messaged me later and said that the husband of that woman had been calling her husband, like at the exact same time we were talking about it. Wow. So again, those beautiful validations, just affirming like, okay, yep, this is it. Yeah, exactly. So I ended up signing up for Monica's class at that point. Um, She was doing like a six month course and it was the craziest thing I had ever done. I had been a graphic designer and an artist and an office worker and all these other very normal (laughs) (laughs) business-like things. And I remember sitting in a car wash and just hitting like, yeah, I'm going to purchase this and thinking, what am I doing? But I, I love course. that you were, I love that you were in a car wash, you know, <laughs> just like one of those poignant moments of your life. Where were you when this happened in the car wash, in the car you know? Wash. Yeah. I love that. I love that. <laughs> and from there, I learned to understand what my clairs were to understand that I've really had this my whole life. Like so many people do. And having someone point out to you, like, no, this is how this works. And this is why this is happening. And, and then from there, I had some validations in the course, um, with some incredible spirit communications that came through and I haven't looked back. 
from that point on. I love that. That is so beautiful. And just one of those things, like everything just fell into place right there. However, once those things personally, for me, I noticed starting into place, I had so much friction and resistance, right? Yeah. So it's almost like, you know, you ask for patience and the universe gives you five situations that require your patience kind of deal. So I feel like when we say, oh, I'm open to mediumship, I'm open to my intuition. All of a sudden it's like detours almost come in. So what you know, was there like a detour or like a roadblock or whatever it was throughout this process for you? Sister, how many, (laughs) right? (laughs) Right. I know. So the first, I took my course in like the spring and I remember thinking I need a break in the fall Yeah, (laughs) because you kind of, it's easy. I think to get swept up in the feeling of communicating with spirit mm-hmm. because the love, the emotion that comes through is like nothing else. Yeah. And I felt like I had neglected my muggle life in some yes. ways. And I thought, okay, I need to slow down and pay attention to what's happening in the real world for a minute. So I remember taking that fall off and listening still to podcasts and and doing some things and even practicing, because I think that is so important. I had had a a different mentor say, do a hundred practice readings and then come back and talk to me. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, okay. And so just playing with it, but also remembering to be a human. So then in the next spring, I thought, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this again and took another course. Um, And this time in the fall, sort of as I was trying to get ready to really branch out, kind of hang out my shingle, my shingle and say, yeah, I'm I'm doing this. This is real. My personal life, my marriage took a really big hit Mm. and I ended up having to just shut everything down. And we moved. I, uh, we didn't live together for several months. Every aspect of my life was turned upside down. Mm -hmm. And I see now looking back a couple of years down the road that it forced me to become better about taking care of myself finding my own voice and set me up to really understand the depth of healing that can come from readings. It's one thing to connect with a loved one and it's a grandmother or an aunt or even a mother can feel, you know, you get beautiful healing messages, but the, there's a different kind of depth to some grief. And so many times when spirit communicates with us, it uses our own, our own history, our own catalog of memories, if you will. And for me to have the depth to help clients, I needed to have a little more life experience of my own. That's not to say, I think that spirit punished me so that I could understand the depths. I, I don't mean it in that way, but I think what makes a good medium is a varied assortment of life experiences, because in order for us to relate 
to a vast majority of spirits on the other side, there's as many people as there are here, there's gajillions more on the other side with amazing stories and histories and pasts. And once you can put down your own defenses and say, I've had shit happen in my life and I've recovered, then you can see that in spirit on the other side. Nobody's life is black and white. There are stories and gray areas and things that happen that suck and we don't understand, but it makes us who we are. And from there, I've, I've had some interesting forensic readings come in. Um, and that, that's taken some turns for my mediumship as well. I, it feels to me like it's constantly evolving and that I don't think I'll ever be done evolving as a medium. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I love, I love how you said that because it's so true. Like part of our spiritual awakening is kind of really making us go all the way down, all the way deep. And sometimes, as I said, you ask for patience and you're given all these situations, right? right. And so we ask for, okay, I really want to understand spirit better. I want to, you know, be able to feel and connect, you know, to my clients so I can serve spirit and serve them because that's really right. why we're here. Right. So it is, I feel like it's so common amongst, you know, people that are tuned in that we have these wild roller coasters. And it's like, right when you feel like, oh, okay, I'm good. I'm really happy with spirit. I'm really happy with like my muggle self, as you said, something then all of a sudden it's like, okay, great. You feel happy. So now it's time for your Dharma. Let's right. see what we can do. It's a lesson. Let's try this one on. <laughs> yeah. So I love that you brought that up because yeah, I've had many experiences the same where, you know, spirit gets really heavy and you need to take a break and you have to be able to be confident in yourself and your abilities to understand that, you know, just like the yin and the yang, we have to have work and rest. And when we're doing a hundred percent work, then, you know, where's our rest and the rest can make us a little, as the Italians say, go to the Casa La Bacha, the crazy house. So we got to protect our energy. So thank you for really bringing up that point. Um, so I love this question. Where do you think you were going versus where you are now? Because oh it God. always leads us somewhere we're not sure of, right? Right, right. Well, I never thought I'd know what Zoom was or how to use it. That's <laughs> a big one. <laughs> right, right. But no, I was and still consider myself an artist. I yeah. love the creative process. And I think looking back now, I can see that my creativity was a form of meditation. When I was making something with my hands, it's that moment where your mind disconnects and can wander. And that's when I was receive what I think now were probably divine downloads, but just yeah. inspiration, cool thoughts, great mind space. And so I loved making, but then you turn into a maker and you've got, you know, 65 felt mushrooms that you've made <laughs> and your family is like, please, God, no, give me no more. Right. And so you think, okay, well then obviously I'm made to sell these things. And I did art fairs and 
antique markets and all of these things trying to shoehorn myself into being a maker and a seller and I didn't enjoy it Mm -hmm. I loved the making of the thing and then the rest of it sucked and so I thought I would be an office girl doing I take care of the back-end business for my husband and you know just plugging along being happy with that and now here I am with you know a podcast and astrology and Akashic records and a community like it just blows my mind that this is where I'm at it was not something I set out thinking I was ever going to do and I think that's the beauty of it. I don't think I would have ever picked it from a box. I don't think I would have said, oh, that's a, let's try that. <laughs> Didn't come up in high school counselor office. Like, what are you doing? The personality yeah. test and not right. this to right. mediumship. No, <laughs> no. But now that I'm doing it, I can't imagine anything else. Yeah. And it's so true. I, I love that. And I think you really hit something there too, that so many of us that are either empaths, intuitives, or mediums, we also feel like creatives. And so falling under that creative umbrella, as you said, it's just really understanding that divinity that comes through in that no mind space. And when you're in that no mind space, that's where all the divinity is able to kind of sneak right in. And, you know, I was listening to something, I don't, I think it was Ram Das yesterday talking about, you know, how there's just certain things that, you know, like you'll see a vase and you know, it's just absolutely perfect. Like they hit it. They were able to tap into that divinity and you feel it. Like I get chills even talking about it, or you think, um, I was just in Philly visiting uh, family and my two aunts are docents for the Philadelphia museum of art. And we were looking at the sunflowers, you know, like you look at again, chills, like you look at those pieces and all of a sudden you feel that absolute perfection and that perfection is otherworldly. It's not human. It's not, you know, it's just so much more. So I love that you started tapping in with that creative side of you and just realized like, how many mushrooms am I going to sell, honey? Like, and I don't want to, <laughs> I need no more this. Christmas ornaments in my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I love that. So that being said, what advice would you give to someone who's, you know, thinking, is this a spiritual awakening? Am I having an awakening? How do I survive this? Like, what would you tell them? If someone could have told you, you know, what would you want to hear? Oh my gosh. I would say that the fact that you're aware that something is happening is the first step. Yeah. Because so many times we can shrug those nudges off and, and dismiss it and think, oh, sure, a butterfly landed on me. It didn't mean anything. And maybe sometimes it doesn't, but sometimes you know it does. Yeah. There are those moments in your life where you feel something was just different. And so the fact that you know now that this awakening might be happening or that you're just becoming more attuned. I would say one of the best pieces of advice I was given was to keep a notebook. And I got a Mm. little tiny notebook and kept it in my purse. And anytime something caught my attention, I would write it down. Yeah. And 
I remember going back and looking at that, like maybe two, three months after I had started and thinking, oh my God, (laughs) all this has happened, right? Right. Where if I hadn't, I know I would have dismissed it and shrugged them off. Yes. And it's the accumulation of those things when you see it in your own handwriting and you're like, "I, I can't ignore this. I can't deny this. That to me was a big turning point and something I really recommend to all my students. And remembering that it is a new partnership that you're opening, you're not going to understand it right away. It's Mm -hmm. going to change. I think that's been one of the most frustrating things is thinking, okay, I got it got this. And spirit is always going to, you know, I'm going to get a smell. I'm going to feel a tingle. It's always going to be on my left side. Like, okay. And then the next thing they do is like, yeah, no, it's not going to happen that way. anymore. (laughs) (laughs) All that language you just learned is completely dismissed. Throw that out the window. Yeah. Then you're stuck, like thinking, what, what did I do wrong? What's happening? Yeah. So be prepared for bumps in the road. Yeah. And allow yourself the permission to explore. I think that's something we don't grant ourselves. Um, There's so many to-do lists, so many other things I have to be doing. But if you feel the nudge to read a book that's about spirituality or mediumship or astrology or whatever it is, follow that nudge. Um, Don't talk yourself out of it. Yeah. I love that. And it's, it's so true. And I love the notebook. Cause again, it's, we as humans are such logical creatures, right. And our brain is always trying to seek patterns and, you know, similarities. So the more we can kind of trick our brain again, to get into that no mind state. And when we receive those messages and no mind, and then we can show it to brain and say, look, it's true. Look, this happened. I wrote this three months ago and now I'm validating that it's true. It allows that ability to just transcend into your consciousness. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, you won't have so much resistance or right. is this even real or, you know, am I crazy? Whatever it is, because right. so many of that will come up. And even for you and I, who've been doing this, you know, it feels like our whole life because we've always been tapped in we still have those moments where we're like, is this real? Like, oh my God, like, am I going to show up right for a reading? And because we're still humans and you have to remember to honor that human muggle self, as you say too, and comfort them. So I love that. Keeping a notebook is so huge. I feel like, So talk to us about what you have to offer someone who's starting to, you know, go into awakening or, you know, what your business will support for our listeners. So one of the things I love is giving someone the comfort and validation that who they are in this life is exactly who they're supposed to be. Mm. And for me, that comes in the beginning steps through astrology, through human design, through Akashic records, which I'll get into. But when I first had my very first astrology reading, and this was sort of during my awakening time frame, I remember sitting on Zoom across from someone I'd never met before and having her tell me my communication style and where I've had troubles 
in my life and where I've found luck and the things that light me up and, and thinking, how does she know this about me? But also feeling for the first time, like I didn't have to fight myself Mm. that I could take a deep breath and say, I am okay. This is who I am supposed to be. And I'm not perfect, but I don't have to battle against myself trying to shoehorn who I am into something that I will never be. And for me, that is the comfort that comes with astrology. It comes from understanding your personal operating system, as I like to call it, in working with seasons. Now, I believe my study primarily is evolutionary astrology, the evolution of our soul through multiple lifetimes. And that comes with karma and dharma and all of these aspects, but also realizing that astrology is the oldest form of timekeeping before we had anything else to understand what was going on in our physical world. We had the stars and we knew that when certain things came up on the horizon, it was time to harvest or plant or hunt, or there's so many things that were dictated by the stars. And so that hasn't stopped. And especially as women, right? We are so ruled by 28 days, 13 cycles. We know when the moon's full. I mean, there's so much of our lives that are connected to the stars that we again, dismiss in some way. And so for me, astrology is remembering to live in harmony with things that we can't see, that we can't explain, but that do affect us in some way or another. And from there, I've, I've developed going into the Akashic records to ask about traumas that have happened in past lives that are affecting you in this way. Like maybe you've got this irrational fear of water and it's entirely possible you could have drowned to death at some point and still carry that fear or lost children. There's so many things that we blame ourselves for or think that is wrong with us when really, if we can embrace it, give ourselves some validation that what we feel is real, we can move beyond it and stop beating our head against a wall in some ways. And then the mediumship aspect is something that I just, I love it because it brings comfort. I love bringing messages of healing and proving to someone that their loved ones are never gone. Yeah. They're everywhere. And they're still part of your life. And as long as you remember them, they're not going anywhere. Mm, I love that. And it's so true. So all these beautiful offerings that you have, um, I'm just going to kind of go into things that I've taken away from today and messages I received and the downloads of how they kind of hit. Because again, you want to just tune into, even when you're speaking to people, your intuition and spirit is working for you of the messages that you need to receive. So maybe even, you know, while you've been listening, there's certain things that I or Emily has said that really resonated with you. So here's a couple that I really think are important. So one of the things was 
you were never scared. It was just a comfortable space for you to be in. And so what a beautiful thing that now you get to spend this time in this space and now are able to transcend not only yourself and your healing, but all those that you serve. And another thing is that we know there is more. We all feel it no matter your age, no matter what you think, you know, just as we said, we both felt chills, right? And that's the transference of energy and just understanding that energy has no bounds. It has no limits of time nor space. Hence why Emily and I could just feel the chills at the exact same time, even though she's in Colorado and I'm in Florida, you know? And then another thing is how, And this is such a a thing for life, right? We get so swept up in the moment. She really found herself very swept up in her mediumship, almost so encompassed that she couldn't see her way out. And that can happen in any time in any space where we feel uncomfortable or something's new, or we almost like become so obsessive with it. It's all we are at that moment. So I think it was so perfect for her to say, you know, the need to be a muggle again, like we have to ground our energy and anyone who does any sort of energy work, you will find yourself sick as a dog, tired, you know, all those things. If you do not use some sort of grounding practices, and if you don't spirit will find a way to ground you, whether you like it or not. Right. Right. And, um, Also, just really remembering that the whole point is to live in harmony and just to live in harmony in the things that we cannot see or explain and allowing it just to be. And I think as logic brained humans, that's the toughest thing. That's why it's so important, as M said have a notebook. You know, I have thousands of notebooks. If you could see under me right now, you know, just all these validations, all these things. And, um, it's so funny because yesterday, uh, literally I was like, so when are you going to start this podcast? And I was like, well, I guess we're going to do it tomorrow. And (laughs) I happened to go into a notebook that I completely forgotten about. And I had the whole outline of like everything I needed to do. But again, that was a download and I trusted it and it showed up again, the perfect day when I needed it. So thank you so much. Um, and please let them know where they can find you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So you can find me. My website is Emily I'm most active on Instagram. Uh, my handle there is Emily and her stars and yeah, please feel free to reach out. I have a podcast myself, things that make you go woo. I love to dive into the history and the why we do things, why we believe what we believe. Um, And then I do a monthly astrology forecast there as well. So I'd love to connect with you. And she has an amazing email astrology calendar that she sends out monthly. So if you aren't on her list, make sure you subscribe too, because I literally will be like, "Um, what is going on? What is happening in the world today? And she tells me, thank God. So yeah, we also love working together and do um, group Akashic Records readings. And so please find us 
we hope to help. And Emma, it was such a pleasure to have you and thank you for everything. I appreciate you. Thank you, Amy. This was absolutely wonderful. And I can't wait to see your podcast just blossom and bloom because there are so many incredible awakening stories. And I think we're hungry to hear about them. So I'm excited for you. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you for listening and make sure to like, and subscribe and comment anything that resonated with you today. All right. Take care until next time. Thank you for opening up your intuitive heart and tuning into a community of souls just like you today. I'm here to help and in gratitude to each of you following your path and finding ways to thrive in your awakenings. Find me at amydascola.com and on social media, Amy Dascola Medium, to book an Akashic Records reading or a soul reading and to find out about my spiritual development courses and upcoming workshops. Please make sure to like and subscribe and share this podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you leave a review, you can receive 10% off your next service with me. Use the code podcast on my site when you book. Details are in the show notes. Thank you. Take care.